And welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And I'm Mark. And today we're talking about The Boy Who Shattered Time, Echo, who was released May 29th, 2015. Damn. Why did I think this was way sooner? Yeah, 2015 seems like so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was came out in like 2019, 2018, maybe. <laughs> no. It still feels like a very new champion to me. Maybe because I, I can't figure out how to play against Echo. <laughs> you assume if he had come out that long ago, you would have learned it by now. So just, <laughs> He must have come out last week. I know yeah. nothing about him. <laughs> no, I'm just bad. <laughs> um, on the Riot Universe page, Echo has a bio, two cinematics, uh, seconds, and the climb. He also has a short story and a comic book apparently if you click on it on the universe page it does it is a broken link it leads you to nothing god it's fucking riot man <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 404 yeah it was literally a 404 i started laughing yeah i was like wow okay neato but i guess he's in a lot of other cinematics that just also aren't linked that john's gonna talk about yeah he's in let's see what do we got here he's in seven cinematics <laughs> but is he like featured in them i would say he's a featured person in six of them Oh, okay one of them is just uh you know just kind of like an animated thing that he's a part of but sure like, and i'm counting giants in this oh yeah, yeah. i mean he's yeah. hella featured in that yeah but um yeah like six six featured in the cinematics cinematics oh compared God. to the two that are listed <laughs> <laughs> God, are those mostly like skin like cinematic oh. type things mm. Uh, so we've got, I mean, Giants is kind of a, a skin cinematic, but yeah. there is actually a skin cinematic for that skin line. <laughs> um, and the Academy one is also, uh, it's not an in-game type of skin cinematic. It's like an animated video, but it's for the skin line. Huh. Um, but there are three non-skin featured cinematic <laughs> oh, wild i was wondering if they were thinking maybe they didn't want to link anything to like the alternate universes it's on possible. their lore page but like where do they get linked i know they've yeah. got a section for like comics and things like that and they do have a section for alternate universes i think mm. on there but like their alternate universe page is very different than the wiki's <laughs> alternate universe page yeah yeah they're definitely not good at connecting a lot of these things in a way i don't know like i think kda is something that really blew up and even people outside of my like my league circle were talking about it and like uh especially pop stars people really loved it but they don't really easily connect these things on their website i don't know yeah and you know to to give them credit like universe is a huge step up from where it used to be yeah which was just sure. like <laughs> nothing <laughs> the paragraph in the league client but it seemed it kind of seems like a lot of things at, at Riot where someone was assigned to own it. As soon as that person moves on to something else, there's not a whole lot of ownership anymore. So just like whenever someone remembers to to update it, they do. Um, and this this gets updated way more frequently than like just to throw an example of something that lacked ownership for a while. The new player page. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, some work to do. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, I ended up being uh, pleasantly surprised by Echo. I think mostly because I assumed he was an orphan <laughs> because he's just like a kid hero. And I'm like, oh, clearly his parents are dead. But there were more layers to it than that that I enjoyed. Yeah. Fucking loved Echo. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. <laughs> he's so cool. How'd you feel, Mark? Initial uh, thoughts before we I, jump into the bio. I think pleasantly surprised is also how I felt because nice. not the orphan thing, although that was also a nice <laughs> detail. <laughs> he's gonna for all intents well no, he's not for all intents and purposes. Um but because I think more to what you said, John, he his initial my initial thoughts on Echo were just to do with his design and what the little mm-hmm. bit that I knew about him. And he reads as like, Oh, he's a cool, late teens, plucky, <laughs> genius punk. Just the type of character for like League's fan base to, to love and identify with. And I was not very interested. Um, so if we want to look at like the roller coaster analogy, I we were we started on the very crest and then things just went downhill in a good way for Echo <laughs> across this lore. Yeah. Yeah. I kinda like where he's at. But um, I only have notes for the bio, so I guess I'll take it away. I'll do that. Sure. Echo is from Zon for anyone who's as much of a noob as I am he's from Zon he's a a really smart kid something that his parents recognized in him really quickly so they've been just working their asses off just trying to get any little bit of food and money they can trying to push Echo into a, a higher life in Piltover essentially they want him to have all of the opportunities in the world but Echo doesn't really uh, feel the same way. He sees a lot of potential in Zon, and he ends up befriending what they call the lost children of Zon. There are a lot of like orphans and runaways. They become all of his uh, besties out in the streets there. <laughs> and one night he finds a piece of hex tech, and after experimenting, he accidentally opens a hole in the fabric of reality, <laughs> and he pairs up with a bunch of eth- other echoes, and they have to close it together. That's something that I'd love to see. Right. <laughs> we don't get a. I, we, I don't need a story, but a little cinematic would have been really funny for that. Um, later, Echo on his name day. Echo is climbing Old Hungry. It's a clock tower. Is it in Piltover? It's in Zon. It's in Zon. It's the heart of Zon, actually. Oh, mm-hmm. I think we probably talked about this. It's mentioned actually in one of the stories, but it's not one of the man. It's not one of the ones that were linked um, on specifically any of the people we've talked about hmm. yet. It's it's linked if you try to learn more about Zon. There's a short story about Zon where it's talked about. It should huh. have been the uh, the Progress Day story, too. They mentioned Old mm. Hungry, I think. I mean, you can't mention everything they, they did. I think they had a different old in that one, actually, because they were talking about... <laughs> there like, was a lot of names in that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, this was... It's kind of a rite of passage for Zonite youths to make it to the top, like, oh. climb to the top of Old Hungry, like, without dying. <laughs> okay. I really like that little that little tidbit. So Echo's climbing it with some of his friends, and the story says that on the way, they're painting, and I quote here, obscene caricatures of Pilties. I guess they call people from Piltover Pilties. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love to see what those pictures are <laughs> and who they're drawing it of. Who do you think is... One I of know the victims. that I know they've got a. They're pretty sore about Vi still. Mm. Vi yeah. and Caitlin, they've got a bone to pick with. I had assumed Caitlin would maybe be up there. I mean, she's the sheriff of Piltover, and they don't like Piltovers. <laughs> and and Vi's that that backstabber Zonite who oh. lost her way sold out to the Pilties. 
<laughs> so while they're climbing, one of Echo's friends falls, and he discovers that his device can turn back time a little bit, and he ends up saving his friend. He kind of tells all his friends about this device. Uh, they don't really take it very seriously, though, although hopefully they don't tell anyone. He now seems to be a bit of a person of interest, probably in Zon and Piltover, people who are kind of getting word about what he can maybe do, but he really only cares about his friends and family, and he uh, has big dreams about his hometown rising above Piltover. I like that idea, the idea that he likes, he wants Zon to rise above it. Mm-hmm. And he has a lot of great quotes about that, too. Like his- Yeah, that, the whole <laughs> ending paragraph in his bio is really phenomenal. I yeah. really like it. Yeah, he talks about... Um, you know, rising above people who were only successful after being born into generations of wealth, stuff like that, which dope. Yeah, that's Echo, his bio. Yeah. I liked, so the fact that it opens, just one of the quotes that it opens with is the fact that Echo has genius level intellect, which struck me as such like an anime <laughs> style quote. <laughs> we have to assess his power level. He's got genius level intellect. <laughs> Oh, God. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why, like, this bio kind of lined up with that initial impression I had of Echo. And so this was a nice kind of entryway into it. I'm like, oh, he's just, he's a boy, he's, he's Jimmy Neutron boy genius, but cooler. <laughs> but a punk, yeah. For the modern age, right? <laughs> there were, uh, yes, I, I was, as I said, surprised that he's not an orphan something that becomes really really powerful in his short story and i'm glad the short story wasn't about him becoming an orphan because i did have that fear in Mm -hmm. my head but it's not i also like how i think the conflict between echo and his parents them wanting him to just go to piltover enroll in a school there blend in with them and you'll have great opportunities but echo being like no i'll do that here that that's just I, you can see both sides of it so clearly, and I, I definitely feel for both of them a lot. Neither of them are wrong, and that's always really hard. Definitely. It, it does feel like, you know, Echo has that kind of youthful optimism mm-hmm. of like, I'm going to elevate Zahn. I'm yeah. going to make Zahn Piltover, and his parents are just like, okay, well, <laughs> you're very talented. You're much too good for this place. Just, just join there and have a chance, please. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very it's a very human uh, conflict, I guess. It yeah. is. It's another one that I, I don't want to call it a small conflict because it is. I mean, it is really personal and it, it feels massive, but it's not massive in the sense of you know <laughs> Noxus and taking over. <laughs> you know what we got with Darius and whatnot, and Diana trying to. I don't know. She inhabiting a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Echo's Echo's conflict is very personal. I yeah. would say, and it makes it I don't know just a very different experience. It's a much more relatable character yes. than, <laughs> yeah. than the Dariuses and Dianas 100%. of the world. <laughs> and I know it's not specified in the actual story, but I I feel like the place he got the original Hextech crystal for this was probably Victor's lab because it it does specifically mention that it was a recently destroyed mm-hmm. laboratory, um, <laughs> which happened kind of right after the whole Jace and Victor altercation. Um, yeah. I know in the, in the old lore, they were much more 
they much more specifically called out Jason Victor's connection to Echo, but they kind of got rid of that in the new lore. <laughs> yeah, I saw that when I, I, I went and checked that out too, because I, I did wonder if that would be the case. And the fact that it's a, you know, it's a shard, and like you said, it's a destroyed lab. I guess we'll see when we get to those two or or Jace, <laughs> but uh, it's probably it's probably <laughs> it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting how they play with I don't know the hex tech crystals and shards. It, they're very uh, mysterious in what they do because Echo literally just has a piece of one and he can turn back time. Excuse me, <laughs> it's not even a whole one. He's just that yeah. good, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. In a different hands, it would probably do absolutely nothing. I wouldn't be able to do shit with it. It would be a nice decoration on my bookshelf. <laughs> and we'll actually get to it in a bit, but that's one of the things I actually really liked about the 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 true genius cinematic. I, I liked that mm. aspect of it a lot. It was seeing what various people mm. with various motivations can do with the same piece of technology. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Lullaby is the short story. Does anyone have a summary of that? I won't summarize it. I'll just jump in and say I legit teared up reading this. I also This is such a fucking good story. Did Same And geez. I think that... Yo, you did too. I think there are some parts that John and I definitely relate to that we can get to. Um, but who wants to give a... Mark, do you have a summary? I could maybe I do. do it off the top of my head, but... I, I do have a summary. Um, okay. Nice and then you guys can, can dive in with, <laughs> with the, the, the more personal stuff. So, uh, yeah. So, story's called Lullaby by Matthew Dunn. Um, not credited uh, on the universe. Not credited. <laughs> can, we, can we arrange like a fruit basket for the wiki? Because right? <laughs> in so addition cute. to this, it's also the only place that I found to read Chrono Break, except for the Wayback yeah. Machine. So mm-hmm. just knocking it out of the park. <laughs> Thumbs up, wiki editors. Thanks, yeah, Thanks for killing it. It's not even, I couldn't find it on the comics page even, by the way. That's what really made me upset. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? There's like half the comics that I can't find on the comics page. Yeah, we went into that with um I don't remember the other one that we had that problem with, but It was another uh, good one. I can't remember. I think it was Camille. That's what it was. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. God damn it. Anyway. anyway. So lullaby. <laughs> uh so it, the first kind of half of this is going over Echo's day and the opening line is great where it's like it was a week long <laughs> sort of day. Nice and literal for him. Big mood. Yeah. yeah. Big, <laughs> Uh, it talks about how he had started the day off with his friend Ajuna falling off of Old Hungry and Echo having to try 18 times before finally saving him. Uh, <laughs> later on, he gets into a he got into a fight down in the sump with some vigil knots, um, which, funny enough, is the same thing that he's apparently fighting in that that uh, seconds cinematic. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess it does. It's I only found a <laughs> reference to it in, in regards to these two things, but. Uh, and it talks about him taking, you know, over two dozen rewinds, bef- like doing the same fight before finally kind of uh, discovering his, trying out his new invention that he called the Flash Binder. It's essentially his cue. You know, he throws it yeah. out and it explodes <laughs> and it rebuilds and comes back to him. So he has a little fun with that. He rewinds a couple of times to test it for scientific purposes, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, he gets home and while he's waiting for his parents to get back, because this is one of the few days that they are going to come home early. As, as as opposed to like working through the night, I assume he is he is sitting alone and yeah. he's practicing uh, how he's going to tell them that he's not he's not going to apply for a a clan apprenticeship in Piltover and he's going to instead stay in Zon and you know do like you guys described kind of help Zon rise up. But they get home 
and Echo, you know, he talks about seeing how exhausted they are, how much they've aged, you know, from the work that they do and how much it has affected them physically. And before he can bring himself to kind of spill that news to them, uh, they, they get him a gift because this is Echo's birthday or his name day is the, exactly what they use. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is a, the gift is a small, meager, sweet bread, uh, ones that Echo and his friends steal from Piltovers or Pilties, I guess I would you would say, <laughs> um, but a very, uh, a very pricey indulgence for this family, and um, Echo, you know, can't bring himself to to shatter their hopes in this this moment where they're 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 just in, enjoying being with him and as soon as they get home they 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 say they fall asleep just from sheer exhaustion and so echo you know after taking a bite of his sweet bread rewinds back to them coming back home and rewinds again and again and again until he can't he himself can't stay awake and then finally falls asleep and and that's that's the story in summary anyway yeah it's devastating yeah. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely a devastating story um, but told in a way that it wasn't it wasn't trying to like ham fist it, I feel like. Like you know how sometimes you're watching Forrest Gump and you're like, Wow, no. you're really trying to tug on my heartstrings right now, huh? <laughs> but this one it, it does it in a way that's really real. And I think yeah, I definitely felt a connection to this. The idea that you want to save your parents who are overworked and kind of breaking themselves to take care of you it sucks to see and yes so not to get too personal but that i think that is a connection that john and i have shared before and can relate to and i almost feel like whoever came up with this or someone involved in this story has also lived through that yeah because it felt really real yeah but it was very good if you want to tear up a bit was very good i recommend reading it it really gives you some insight on echo and almost made me want to i i i understand his i want zon to rise up but i almost wanted to be like just go to the school man just just, for your parents, <laughs> just, please. <laughs> just go to the school it built over don't also don't listen to me because it's your fucking life and not mine also this is a fictional character and that's how passionate <laughs> i am about this <laughs> I will never cuss out Echo again when playing against him. That's a lie. I'm definitely going to. I still can't figure out that motherfucker. But well, he's trying to yeah. figure himself out too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also really liked one of the lines from this, just when he was kind of practicing what he was going to say to his parents to, when he was letting them know that he wasn't going to go to Piltover. There's a line that says, "The words were filled with the confidence that comes with being alone in an empty apartment." With only walls and reflections to respond. <laughs> yeah. This is a very, also a very relatable line. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, one yeah. thing that got me is when they... So towards the end, when you realize Echo's going to go back in time and relive his parents coming home, I thought like, oh, maybe he'll like act more excited about his gift because he kind of fought back against it. They gave him the sweet roll and he's like, no, I don't want this. You should eat it. And they refuse, obviously. So I thought like, oh, maybe he's going to go back in time and be like, oh, thank you. And like act all cool. But he did not change a thing. They like specify that he relives the moment exactly as it was, which some great acting skills, Echo. I don't know how he did the same way every time. 
much better actors than his parents, apparently. Because <laughs> it does specify when they give him the loaf, too. He's like, oh, you should have some, too. And his dad's like, oh, no, I'm full. And his mom's like, oh, no, I ate at work. And <laughs> It's like, clearly they're lying. But... Yeah, he, he immediately knows they're lying. Yeah. Could just be that he knows Piltover and how they treat, like, those all-night workers. Yeah, I mean, one would yeah. assume. But for sure, I mean, it's it, it's very sweet, and I think it's, you know, he's he has the same moment. They come home, and he he just says like, "Hi, mom. Hi, dad," and he's immediately like regrets that he didn't say something right. <laughs> more significant. But at the same time, yeah. he doesn't go back and change it, and I assume that's no, a part he, of it. So it's, yeah. yeah, I don't, I I I feel like they really. So okay, when we talked about Diana, there was a phrase that we use called "playing in the space." Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like they've done that in a very interesting way and kind of pe- yeah. starting to peel back a bit of the burden that the time travel is on Echo because they talk mm-hmm. about him saving his friend. And it's not just like, it's not like how the bio kind of is like, oh, they're being reckless and I got to go save those wackadoos. It's like, <laughs> no, he had to listen to his friend's blood curling scream yeah. 18 times. Right, that got visceral. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's exhausted yeah. coming home and is just from from mm-hmm. a day right of doing this time travel um and it starts to kind of play around with echo as as that sort of i i, I thought of him as almost like a, a perfectionist like how someone with this ability might start behaving of like i'm gonna go back and fix this stuff as good as possible to to their mm-hmm. detriment you know yeah and what he doesn't seem to be realizing is he talks a lot about how his parents are aging more rapidly than they should because of how hard they work and he's not noticing that he's doing the exact same thing to himself yeah and he's hiding that. it from them yeah i love that yeah. it was a, it's a great way of taking that that metaphorical oh you're you're mm-hmm. growing up too quickly and bringing yeah. it into the actual right yeah because he doesn't i mean like oh god would he age differently because of this so, is this something that's ever touched on? I, they only really touch on the exhaustion aspect. Yeah. Yes, and he seems to retain injuries and stuff, as you see yeah. in the second cinematic. I, so is like his body still the same age? Which seems silly. It's like he goes back a minute, but you know, if you do that a lot, <laughs> I mean, sixty times it's an hour. I mean, I so I <laughs> in poking around the wiki, I know there were some writer responses on the old boards, and I know one of those said, "Oh no, he doesn't like." physiologically except for maybe the injuries persisting he's not aging at an advanced rate but who knows if that's still canon right i don't really like going out for word of god type (laughs) answers like Mm -hmm. that i mean i don't think i don't think it would affect him supremely like physically you wouldn't really see him aging that much because how long would it take him to age like two years a long time and two years not that noticeable on someone once they're an adult so you know i don't think it makes a huge difference but Another thing I'm kind of interested in, and maybe, I mean, he probably just couldn't go back this far anyway, but um, something that he probably had to deal with that he probably regrets a whole lot, too, is just, like, letting his friends know in the first place that it was something he could do, because it's also specified after that, that after that, they became increasingly reckless yeah. just knowing that he would have their back, and kind of looking at the the wall of friends of his that have kind of passed away like i am curious how many of those were a result of just assuming it's oh. cool echo echo's got my back and him not being able to get there in time that's Shit. a story that's a little a little too depressing 
to even go into. <laughs> I was thinking that the, the whole way through the comic, He's like, oh, I kid. wonder if he was taking a risk because he knew Echo would be there. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, does that mean you want to jump into the comic? Sure. Real quick yeah. before we do, um, mm-hmm. one other thing I did like is small detail when he is unwrapping his gift. He is very deliberate about saving the string and the packaging. Like it's yeah. just like every little bit you just hold on to and, you know, mm-hmm. don't waste anything. It's just a nice detail, right? Yeah, it's true. Especially because someone like him, a bit, bit of a reckless punk, <laughs> he's getting a gift. You think you tear into it, but he's very gentle with his parents and their house and everything. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we can step mm-hmm. over to the comic. <laughs> I did actually real quick in the old lore. <laughs> <laughs> They did specify that when he turned back time, he used to always he used to also do it to perfect his pickup lines, to make the best <laughs> first impression every time. I mean that that feels realistic to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious why they took that out. All right, so who wants to do the comic? Uh, so this is called Chrono Break. The only credit I could find for this was on again on the wiki. Uh, Matthew Dunn, the same one for the short story. So I don't know if it was just he wrote it i can't speak to like artists or anything um i didn't find anything on the the comic pages either this opens with like kind of a mid-action piece uh where we see echo running and there's an important little piece of of text that reads rewind uh number 78 and it's quickly unveiled that echo is is actively rewinding because he is trying to he's trying to find the quickest route to his his friend ajuna uh you know that same one from lullaby who is has been um mortally injured i guess we will say and is is dying in the streets of zon so echo is rewinding every time trying to find the quickest route trying to shave it down to get there in time and fix it um and he's rewinding and rewinding and rewinding and finally he manages to reach ajuna not in time to save him but at least to get information on who what happened and and who did it and ajuna he doesn't know the guy's name, doesn't know anything about him except his whistling. And earlier in the comic, there have been panels of Echo going by a Pilty who is whistling. So Echo rewinds again, and this time, instead of going to Ajuna, goes after the Pilty. Uh, and it kind of comes out that Ajuna had just tried to tried to lift something off of him. The Pilty had a little hand revolver and shot the kid. Because oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's something and, you do. Um, and um, in, and so Echo starts, you know, attacks him. And in the scuffle, um, his Z drive, his rewind device, gets shot and broken. And so, I mean, you guys can tell me your reading of this. My interpretation of this is that he, because it's broken, I don't know if it's like actively going to rewind or if he's making the decision to rewind, but he will not have the chance to do it again. That This is the last yeah. rewind he's going to have. I kind of got the sense that like wherever he set his anchor point at when it got shot it erased the anchor point so he couldn't go back there again that was kind of the the feeling I got well see now I guess I guess my interpretation is a little different because the the way the the, the comic shows it is that they've got two kind of sequences going on where one where he's he's beating up I assume to death this guy who had shot Ajuna and then it shows Ajuna alone kind of falling, collapsing to the, 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 the ground. And then the next panel goes back to that same image that we started the comic on with echo running. So my, my reading of that is that there was, was 
like the last rewind right like that it, it's, it's a little hard to tell it's it's the one thing that's a little hard to discern from it um because the way the comic ends is that it's as echo does go to ajuna and so i kind of read it as like him having the decision of i can with this last rewind go after this person who had killed him or i can go to him so he's not alone in his last moments and and echo decides mm-hmm. to go to ajuna kind of comforts him as he's dying and then starts fixing the z drive and that's that's the end of the comic really <laughs> yeah another another face added to the wall yeah and now we've hit rock bottom in terms of being depressed <laughs> right jesus um in what other pieces of lore does he have other people on the wall where is that mentioned in the second cinematic i've seen seconds remember that wall right at the very end that yeah. gets shattered yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just I like know a whole wall full I've of faces mm-hmm. oh okay okay I was just wondering if there were other stories where, that mentioned specific friends or people I don't that were think there. Okay. we know specific others that ended up on the wall mm-hmm. um, but yeah I know, we know that he added a Juna there after a Juna died because mm-hmm. uh, yeah Juna's yeah. picture wasn't there um, in the beginning of the comic yeah and it is there yeah. in seconds yeah Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real bummer. Real downer. Real fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, I thought it's pretty, pretty effective though. I mean, the fact that it starts out at with a rewind and you kind of get that okay, he's you get a sense. It, it kind of easily kind of brings you into what's happening. Um, and the fact that it, it kind of is like the low point of the, the, the burden of time travel where 94 rewinds, I counted them out through the comic because yeah. it, it'll <laughs> kind of skip ahead some 94 times having to know that his friend is, is going to die and, and there's no way to save him running that I, whole time. Yeah. He mentioned <laughs> like yeah. specifically like, what was it like four minutes and change it took him to get there. And that was like his fastest. Yeah. And that was sprinting mm-hmm. like over rooftops and shit like that 94 times four minutes mm-hmm. just sprinting jesus christ this kid's in shape this kid <laughs> should join some kind of track team <laughs> that'll get him some money <laughs> some kind of olympics <laughs> right <laughs> maybe that's his route out yeah <laughs> <laughs> he'll fix some kind of games so, um, did we have any thoughts on this other than it being a bummer? I mean, it really highlights where Echo's priorities are, which is, I feel like we would have known that regardless, but yeah. Yeah. It's good. It it was another, another kind of, uh, another bit of story that shows us the, just the price that Echo pays for this gift that he has, um, Yes, and and staying in Zon. Yeah. When he could leave, he could probably get out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. And I, I think I liked that, you know, again, talking about him as a perfectionist, it was nice to see him pushed up against something that is not fixable. It's not something that, you know, is able to be solved ultimately, right? He, he he tries to get to the best solution, but the best solution, you know, and the the way the the ending line kind of captures it when it talks about like, you know, there's nothing, there's no way to fix these things except with time, and even then, you know, they're not really the same, mm-hmm. and it's just, I don't know, it's it's, 
I'll be curious to see where Echo kind of goes after. Maybe he's had experiences like this before. It's hard to say, but mm. um, it, it felt like a nice kind of conclusion from from the high point of the bio. <laughs> like I said, where it's like, oh, they're being all reckless. Ooh, Echo's got time powers and he's a genius. All the way down to just this, where it's just a very depressing, somber moment at the end, where he's just quietly fixing the Z drive mm. alone. It's like he says in alone. his quote. Time doesn't heal all wounds. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Do we want to move then on to seconds, which takes place after this? Yeah. Sure. yeah. This was, um, I saw this when it was released. It was kind of a Echo's trailer. It was really hyped and very exciting when it came out because not a lot of champions get trailers like this, I would say. And this one really highlights. Uh, the kind of champion he's going to be, which is cool, while telling a story, and I think that's hard to do. Yeah, it was super good. Yeah, um, yeah. This was this was pretty early on the on the cinematic releases. I know, mm. kind of Jinx was kind of the beginning of all of that. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, I think this was shortly on the tails of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I can I can dig in a little bit. So this this one is basically just an action piece. Yeah. Um, this is. Echo fighting against one of the Viginots that that Mike or that, that Mark <laughs> Mike <laughs> Mike's not here. That John. Mark uh, <laughs> talked about earlier. Uh, so he is fighting against this giant Hulk of a man with all of these Hextech augmentations, and he, the way the fight goes, he'll like figure something out. He'll like cut a wire, and then he'll just get smacked by this giant dude, and then turn back time. He'll have the injury still but he'll try again uh, and eventually after trying several times he finds a way to defeat this guy and through a lot of injury to himself it seems like he <laughs> probably has a broken arm at this point probably a few broken ribs but he finally manages to defeat him but at, when the guy's you know going down he's he, like arm he's like a mechanical arm that shoots off i think yeah and he blasts through that wall that we talked about of all the faces of um echo's kind of lost companions and he sets back time once again to try again <laughs> and that's where it ends yeah yeah and again this this very much highlights what's important to echo it's those mm-hmm. relationships that are kind of key to him and uh you get a great sense of the cost that rewind like the toll that rewinding takes on him i think better than in even the other pieces you like you really see like oh no like this this fight has broken him and he's just barely when he finally manages to win he just barely scraped out a victory yeah and now he's gonna go and do it again because he <laughs> wants to do it a little better um yeah it was a it was a really good piece yeah that i think everything everything in this piece felt good to me like it had <laughs> rock and music i loved the soundtrack of this i loved the animation it was so clean uh, like echo's face is super expressive in this animation i think looking back at a lot of the animations i think echo's face is probably one of the most expressive we see in like most of our animations it's great yeah it's an important uh it's a really really important aspect to the storytelling of it especially when the fist destroys that wall you need that like expression from echo to really see like how 
devastating that is to see him crum- like to see it crumble. This really it did a good job in telling you a lot about Echo while still being vague, obviously. But like before, I knew you know who that kid was. You could see this is a recent memorial. This is someone important to him he, that he's lost. There's candles lit, so it's probably a recent death. And yeah, to like express all of that in an action piece, I think is really hard. Yeah. And the voiceover was really good. They don't say a lot, but like what they do say is just very heavy with meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember, like, this is going to be a paraphrase because I didn't write down the actual <laughs> quote, but people are always talking about like, oh, they need um, an extra extra day, extra year. Well, all I need is a few extra seconds. And, and then, God, I forget the end bit, but the end bit was really good too. Yeah. But... Here's the thing about time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't make the most of any given oh, moment. Shit. You don't deserve another second or something like yeah, that. Yeah, nice that was it. I like you. It. You're like doing the high noon echo. All that said, I fucking hate echoes, alt. Please take that I really genuinely, it tilts me every time I see that motherfucker alt and all the damage I just did is erased. Fuck you, echo. <laughs> Now you know how that vigil knot felt. It feels fucking bad. <laughs> Except he was unaware of what was happening. That's true. Also, just another thing I liked about the cinematic is like, and I feel like this is this is one of those things that separates like really good cinematics from just like pretty good cinematics is like the cinematography <laughs> in the cinematic was very good. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of very good angles and they really play around with what you can do in animation Mm -hmm. um like they could just like show a standard fight scene and it would have been cool as hell but they (laughs) like they're like nah 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 nah. we can do fucking better than that that one shot that's like vertically up like up into the sky is a fun one i like the kind of long shot when it gets smacked back to really kind of emphasize the distance of the hit that he took like where it's it's <laughs> they, you're right they do, they do play around with um like where the 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 perspective i guess is or where the camera quote yeah. unquote is mm-hmm. yeah it's something they do really well in a lot of the their music videos too that i like <laughs> a lot and it's it's good to see it in these types of cinematics too sure yeah well maybe let's jump to some of them they're a little bit more cheerful than because they're <laughs> alternate universes where echo is a famous pop star <laughs> Or rapper, brother. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's hop to giants. I then. fucking love giants. <laughs> okay. So giants is the music video, but the yeah. kind of universe that giants is set in is like uh, True Damage, which I mean, for the record, is the same universe as KDA. It's all kind of a, a united universe. Um, but after the worldwide success of KDA, Akali. Uh, made it her mission to recruit accomplished and up-and-coming artists to form a new supergroup, True Damage. Never before has a crew been comprised of such diverse talent, ranging from natural lyricists to renowned producers to legendary vocalists, all ready to disrupt the music industry. Now, Echo's, Echo's kind of blurb from this kind of universe. A boy genius from the rough streets, Echo turned to music as a way to express himself. His prodigious lyricism and technological savvy could have bought him a way out, but instead he chose to stay and uplift his neighborhood. Now he fiercely resists the temptations of fame and glory, garnering a following among the young and hopeful who see him as an avatar for their own potential. So they're kind of pulling a little bit even of that 
the the the, the, the canon. I don't know what you say Prime Echo Lore. Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a a real world version of the <laughs> the, the Prime Lore. Um, so the music video associated with this is called Giants. It's the whole True Damage group, and it's just a super cool music video if you haven't seen it. If you look super closely at 13 seconds, uh, you will see Echo. <laughs> and then you'll also see him throughout the music video. <laughs> He's a featured artist. He's not just a sticker on a wall. He's actually... <laughs> and he talks. I'm like, is this the one where Yasuo is just like there... Uh, he's not just there; yeah. he's the producer. Oh, true! A legendary producer, and also their <laughs> DJ. What? Who? Who makes a vi- yeah, video per, like a music video with their producer in it? The producer does. Okay. The producer. <laughs> Fair. I need to be in this video. I just remember, if you ever go to the comments on YouTube, everyone's just trolling the fact that Yasuo is just like has no lines or anything. He's just in the music video. But he does T pose, and that's what's important. <laughs> It's a great song. I like that one. I'd like more True Damage songs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, here's an actual fun fact, though, about Echo in the music video. Uh, there's a breakdown section in the music video where kind of the whole, uh, it goes to like halftime, the whole the whole beat changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and right at the end of it, there's kind of a, a section that ties it back to the, the main um, hook of the song, basically. Um, and to do that, there's like a, a vocal bit from um from Senna and the they kind of rewind the music video uh in a really quick clip if you slow down the music video during that part you'll actually see kind of a a time a time echo version of echo oh. in all of those scenes that are being rewinded just kind of zipping back and forth super super quick <laughs> oh that's cool yeah a little neat fun fact yeah, the artist um, performed this, too, in the... It was the opening ceremony of Worlds, right? In yeah, 2019. Really great. Uh, I love it. It uh, is very good. Super fucking cool. And if you're actually... If you're interested in it, there's actually a short documentary about how they did it. Because if you haven't <laughs> seen it, like, they, they really pushed kind of hologram technology mm-hmm. to kind of a new level that yes, th- but, nobody was really doing. But to not bring back some dead artists without their permission. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For actual cool reasons. Like, it was very cool. Um, but there's a documentary called 10 Months, 10 Minutes, which kind of has full behind-the-scene mm. looks at the whole making of the 2019 World Ceremony. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's about, I think, like yeah. 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. I've not watched it, but I, I was interested in checking that out. They do a bunch of different, not to sidetrack, but I think that whole documentary documentary series, isn't it about a bunch of different like big events, like not just worlds, but just all sorts of random things that are just really big events with tons of planning? Yeah, they have. Um, so this this one specifically is is for that, but they do they do release a bunch of um, yeah a bunch of mini documentaries, kind of like this, especially for their music. I think they have. Uh, God, what is? Well, I forget the name of it now. But they they have a specific name for all of their music documentaries. But they have like five mm. or six of them now. Mm. Um, God, I want to say it's something along the lines of like tones, but not tones. Kind <laughs> of another word for. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's gonna really bother me now. Uh, another interesting fact about Echo in the true damage universe is or at least in giants um is there are two separate 
musicians who voice Echo mm. in the music video. Uh, Duckworth and Thutmose. Um, one does the opening and then one does the breakdown section. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting because he uh, Thutmose Frequency, does the, the sorry. video for the... <laughs> Jesus yeah, nice. Christ. Yeah, that was definitely <laughs> worth interrupting Mark for. I was going to forget it's it. Fine, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> anyway. No, no, it's all good. It, I'm, I'm glad you, you remembered it. <laughs> uh, I was just going to mention that, yeah, the most, I think, does all the VO for the True Damage skin, specifically. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I was looking. It's all, yeah. all unique VO. It's Neat. pretty interesting. I didn't realize that because I've never played Echo. Probably why I can't figure out how he works. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that is the giant cinematic. Now, he is part of several other cinematics. We'll talk about a few that were actually on the universe page. So starting with The Climb, which was mm. the season 2018 cinematic. Yes, we talked about this a little bit because uh, Blitzcrank is in it. Yeah, Blitz is in it. Mm. Um, fighting with Echo. Yeah. Or like on Echo's side. Yeah. Um, this they, is, they would get along. They would get along. I mean, yeah. they're both Zonites. Yeah, and like Blitz is sure. trying to help people. Yeah, he's not like one of the bad Zonites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah this this is just kind of a, a series of short uh combat vignettes it follows a, a quick fight that uh Yasuo has and then Talia and this this quick fight with Blitz and Echo it's got misfortune kind of <laughs> yeah uh, and then Lucian at the end Lucian and Thresh at the end but the, the Echo bit I found particularly interesting because it, it has a lot of interesting applications of his time warping powers that we don't necessarily <laughs> see in in game. Yeah. Um, but one aspect that I did like was that it also touches on kind of how uh, just kind of uh, temperamental, I guess, a lot of his technology is <laughs> kind of tinkering at it at yeah. his home as this super cool time traveling device he's invented just kind of stops working in the middle of the fight and he just kind of falls. Yeah. He's doing his best. You know, that was a line I meant to mention for the, um, the lullaby story is when he's, he's using his cue. Uh, it talks about like, Oh, it exploded. And unlike most of the, of his inventions that explode, cause it's like, Oh yeah, everything <laughs> yeah. he makes just fucking breaks or yeah. explodes. But now that he's got a way to turn back time, that's probably that's probably helped him a lot as an inventor too. You can just stop those oh, yeah. explosions, be like, oh, oh that wasn't right. <laughs> uh, which leads us into a little bit the True Genius cinematic. This was a Legend of Runeterra cinematic that they had released. Uh, basically, just the the quick synopsis of this is Heimerdinger is going to announce a new power source that he's invented. He goes to unveil it to his apprentice and finds that it's been stolen. Oh, oh no. no. Who could have done this? <laughs> we know who because there's a characteristic jinx grenade <laughs> on the pedestal <laughs> where the power supply used to be. Uh, and then we see jinx, or his apprentice is like, I'll go get it back. And, you know, goes to find Jinx. Jinx is using the power supply to create a new gun to play around with but it doesn't work exactly like she expected it to and the power source kind of explodes off the back of the gun <laughs> and falls into Zahn specifically the north side trash heap where Echo is busy scavenging for parts he sees it fall down and he looks at it and is like huh I know how I could use this and attaches it to kind of a uh, a skateboard hoverboard type deal <laughs> and just kind of goes zipping through Zahn, seeing how fast he can push it. 
until he loses control and it flies up back into Piltover. And we see Heimerdinger and his apprentice, and they're kind of lamenting that they lost the power supply. Like, oh man, what a bummer. And then the skateboard just flies <laughs> right to where they are, and the power supply is Yay. there. And Heimerdinger kind of looks at it and is like, huh, well, this is a great contraption. I wonder if we could just... And they tinker a little bit, and then the next day at the unveiling ceremony, they have altered Echo's... Um, skateboard to be an actual flying hoverboard <laughs> which if you play legends of runeterra you'll see featured in the amateur aeronaut card i don't play legends yeah. of runeterra i'm sorry sure, that's fine. <laughs> uh, this is what i was talking about though where like i really like the glimpses that this gives into each of the characters it kind of shows what given the same exact piece of technology what would different characters here do with it? <laughs> Jinx obviously immediately tries to find a way to turn it into a weapon. Echo's just here for the fucking vibes, man. He's just, <laughs> he's just having fun. He's being a 15-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And Heimerdinger, while a genius, uh, also recognizes someone else's great design when he sees it and is just trying like, oh, I bet I could find a way to make this even cooler. And tells us a little bit about all the characters involved. Not too proud to admit when someone has taken his design and made it a little more, <laughs> a little better. Yeah, I fucking love Heimerdinger. <laughs> yeah, he upgrades it, much like his ultimate. Ah, it's gone upgrade. <laughs> so, okay, is the ending shot of this supposed to be a direct reference to the end of Harry Potter 4, that movie? <laughs> I think that's the one, right? Is it that or Prisoner of Azkaban? When he does the freeze frame? Where the movie... Is it the yeah. hippogriff one? No, no, no. The freeze think... frame when he's riding on the fireball at the end. And it uh... freeze frames as he's yelling. And it's the worst thing in the world. Because <laughs> this one ends the exact same way. And there's a weird like two, three second pause. It's just really awkward. Is that what it's in reference to? I did not pick up on that. Well, but now I really I gotta, hope it is. I really need to know. That's great. We'll do a side by side. <laughs> since, also, since we're talking about Legends of Runeterra, Ajuna has a card as well. Oh, nice! Is it really yeah. depressing? It is because so it's called the sun. <laughs> the the, name the, of the card is the sun. Sunlight Scavenger, <laughs> and um, the card art shows him fixing up a bunch of injured like animals, like putting like putting like him take wheelchairs on dogs and like putting oh, wings Mark, on I... birds. I didn't need it's to know really this pathetic. about him. <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, what else? What else we uh, have for Echo? So we have a non-featured one um, just called A New Journey, and we talked about this one a little bit with Ari, but this one is inspired by the true story of Michelle, a university student and League of Legends player who joined a team and joined the fight. Mm. Uh yeah, it's, this is kind of like, it looks like an anime opening. Honestly, it's got like an anime opening song to go along with it, and it's just an animated video. And Echo is one of the people her team fights against. Mm. Um, then we've got Breakout, which is the... So this is the cinematic reveal for the true damage skins. It's not kind of like an in-game style thing, though. It's actually kind of like a pretty cool animated reveal video. It's pretty neat, though. Everyone gets a cool moment there. Then the last two, we have the Systems Online, which is another skin reveal for a Pulsefire Echo. Hmm. Yeah, it, he got his Pulsefire skin the same time as a bunch of other. So they, yeah. we get the reveals for a bunch of them. <laughs> I think it was like Fiora was the same time as him. 
and I want to say Lucian too. Sure, it's okay. I could say anything. You could I'm literally sure. say anyone. I didn't know if Fiora had a pulse fire skin. <laughs> hmm. Caitlin. Caitlin has one. Yeah, she was earlier. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing is LOL School, which we also talked about with <laughs> Darius and, and Ari. This is the Russian animated <laughs> film that was the reveal for the Academy skin line. Yes, because, of course, Echo is a part of that universe. Yes, a featured part, not just one of the backup characters. <laughs> the The main, I would say, initial release for that was Darius, Echo, Ari, Vlad, and Fiora. Those Mm -hmm. were the five main Academy skins to start. Some of the AUs, Mm -hmm. we'll start with the Pulsefire one just because there's actually a short story to go along with it that Echo is uh, featured pretty heavily in. Oh my god, okay. They just, they put so much effort into shit that no one would ever be able to find without digging. And a very small percentage of League players are going to dig. Yeah, and this was a, this was a long story, too. It was, Shit. It's pretty good. Mm. Um, it's it's Pulsefire Ezreal. It follows Pulsefire Ezreal kind of going through a bunch of stuff. But um, <laughs> at the point that our boy Echo joins the story, um, Pulsefire Ezreal is basically being hunted by time enforcers who are upset at him for creating so many temporal anomalies because he's just jumping through time all willy-nilly. They confront him. His time travel gear gets damaged. It takes kind of a direct shot. And so he has enough juice for one jump left after a little bit of help. So he goes to Echo um, because he knows Echo's very good at this type of thing. Echo can't really help because, (laughs) like we mentioned the the main the most important part of a suit is like the crystal core and that's the part that took a point blank blaster shot <laughs> so Ezreal instead convinces Echo to use his chrono break to send him one last place so he can steal another crystal core mm. from a sucker as he <laughs> said it uh, the sucker ends up being Ezreal himself when he was younger <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to get to Ezreal now, dude. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah, so he's hoping he can steal the crystal and then travel through time and find another one and then travel back to that point in time to replace the crystal before he rips what he describes as a universe-ending anomaly. <laughs> uh, for the record, this is why the Chrono Police are after him because he pulls shit like this all the time. <laughs> Um, this was interesting too. So one of the interesting things is that the, the Chrono police are kind of hunting Ezreal because he's just causing anomalies all over the place. Echo in his experimentation has found a way to create pockets of time travel, which, um, don't create anomalies. He's kind of found a way to Mm. crack time travel in a way that is kind of safe. And, Another interesting thing about his powers in this universe is he found a way to chrono break people other than himself. Uh, He does specifically mention, like, it's not meant to do this, buddy. I can't really (laughs) do this anymore. But he is able to time travel Ezreal back to a a point that Ezreal wanted to go to without even going himself. So Hmm. neat. Interesting new power that he has there. (laughs) Yeah, that is fun. I, I think I'm more into the AUs when they kind of play around with the powers and stuff in that way i think i could get more into it yeah i get you yeah and so this isn't this isn't necessarily part of the story itself but because he has a pulse fire skin i'll just kind of 
delve a little bit about the Pulsefire AU that it's a part of. Uh, so I know we talked about this a little bit with Caitlin, I think. Um, but just to talk a little bit more, this is the blurb for, or the, I guess the this is what the Pulsefire universe is. So after unlocking the secrets of time travel, the champions that are part of this are thrust into a far-flung dystopian future. While Chrono Enforcers relentlessly pursue them across time and space, a, f- a small few have escaped into history, taking their technology along for the ride. Frequent use of time travel, however, has caused tears in the fabric of space-time through which Praetorians, which are hordes of faceless robotic marauders which appear across the multiverse, destroying everything in their path, pour through. Now, the Pulsefire AU is separated into a few different types of champions. You've got the Remembrancers, which are the Chrono Enforcers. That includes Caitlyn, Lucian, Pantheon, Fiora, and Thresh, which for the record, I think makes the first AU where Thresh and Lucian are on the same side. Oh, oh neat. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this universe, Senna, unfortunately, is still dead or has been killed, uh, but she was killed by a Praetorian and not Thresh. Which kind of explains why Lucian is also so so gung-ho about (laughs) hunting Ezreal, since his antics are causing a bunch of holes where the Praetorians pour through. Oh. Mm, Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, And Chrono Fugitives are another faction. These include Ezreal, obviously, Echo, and Twisted Fate. Now, they're the ones that are just hunted by Chrono Enforcers for creating paradoxes and anomalies. You also have Chrono Users, which include Riven and Shen. And honestly, reading through their blurbs, I couldn't necessarily tell exactly how they fit into everything. It seems like Shen is just timeless in this AU. He's just like a conquering warlord who just doesn't age. And Riven is just uh, really digs temporal balance and is against anyone who tries to shift time to their own beings but she's not technically a chrono enforcer. So they just are, they're anomalies in and of themselves in this AU. Mm. And then you have the Praetorians who Fiddlesticks and Graves both have um, skins for, for that in this AU. Hmm. I forgot about those two skins. Okay. It's all coming together now. What's that Fiddlesticks one? What's it called? I think it might just, uh... I think it's, it might just be. I know Praetorian Graves is the name of Graves. Is one. Yeah, it might I just be Praetorian it's... Fiddlesticks. Yeah, I completely forgot about those. I thought it was just a, something that only existed in the context of the story. But no, interesting. <gasps> yeah, that's part of the part of the Pulsefire AU. Uh, and we talked a little bit about the Academy AU. So the little lore blurb for Academy Echo, and like we mentioned with Darius, these are all kind of told through the. <laughs> through the lens of a dean disciplinary note for the students. (laughs) Notice from the dean, Echo is henceforth suspended from academy grounds for behavior including, but not limited to, illegal use of chemistry equipment, illegal use of academy electronics, splitting time streams in order to skip class, and vandalism of athletic department property. What athletic stuff was he vandalizing? Is that like a reference to something in the skin? or I feel like it was all just kind of like, here are two normal things. Oh, and also he splits time streams. Oh, and here's a third mm. normal thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I follow, I follow. Um, also, since I forgot to read it, his, his blurb for the Pulsefire Echo skin is, a time fugitive who built his Pulsefire suit from scratch, 
Echo improved on the Remembrancer's technologies, crafting a modified Chrono Break device that allows him to make short temporal jumps, create time breaks within a singular timeline, and to collapse them all into a single anomaly-free singularity. Oh, well, thank God. I was wondering. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he actually... So he, much like the crystal that he uses in Prime Lore, he just kind of stole a suit from a remembrancer and just tinkered with it. It's like, I can do better than this. (laughs) Uh, Next AU is the Harrowing AU. This is a series of alternate universe skins set around the haunted festivities of Runeterra's Harrowing and kind of based on real world Halloween. So all the champion skins were inspired by these regional or festive cultures. Uh, Harrowing actually encompasses three sub-themes, including Trick or Treat, Death Sworn, and Zombies vs. Slayers. I don't know if I've seen the Slayer skins. That has the, Jinx. like, yeah, oh, Jinx, Slayer Jinx, Slayer. Jinx okay, and then Zombie right. Nunu. And, zombie, yeah, okay. and Zombie Brand, I think they retroactively added to that one, even yeah, though it was separate it's to begin first. with. <laughs> I love the Harrowing skins. They're always some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And this one is Trick or Treat Echo. So, uh, his little lore blurb for that. Perhaps in hindsight, looping time to get an infinite number of fun-sized chocolate bars wasn't <laughs> worth shattering the fabric of reality for. <laughs> I disagree. Hard Echo. disagree, Echo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Echo also has a world championship skin honoring Duke's winning performance as Echo during the 2016 world championship, which... I wouldn't normally include. I just thought it was neat because this is one of 17 skins that SKT has won <laughs> or has gotten made for them over the years for winning so many championships. Yeah. Good God. That's wild. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. God, that's that's nuts. 17. God, 17. It was a lot, but Jesus. Too good. Yeah. I don't think I own any of them. <laughs> <laughs> they're not my favorites like the world's skins i get why they do them they're dope yeah. but some of them are very good yeah and some like i fucking love the imp twitch skin so good oh, yeah oh. that one's pretty good yeah it's that like one's the, cute. Little, the little the little rat glasses. with the glasses and yeah oh, the so little good. rat with the glasses <laughs> oh is that twitch <laughs> I mean, he doesn't normally have glasses no, I know. <laughs> he's got goggles <laughs> Next up, we've got the Project AU. So Project is the perfect fusion of one's supernatural essence with advanced weaponry and body augmentation. This linking of technology and energy allows extraordinary hosts to channel their essence into physical manifestations and, in rare cases, transcend the corporeal plane. Only subjects possessing extremely focused inner essence and exceptional physical attributes can unlock the true power of Project. Among the megastructures and packed streets of a future controlled by global corporations, a shadow war rages between rebellious augmented humans and newly empowered artificial beings. The winners will shape the course of history, and the losers will be forced to evolve. <laughs> Your voice got deeper the more you read that. It sounded more like a movie trailer the yeah, more I read it. <laughs> Uh, so Project Echo is part of this one. He, We talked a little bit about this with Ash, who is the leader of the uh, genetic rebellion who kind of started as Project and then fought against Project. Um, so Project Echo is a hacker prodigy picked up from the lower sections by, or the lower sectors by Ash. 
didn't take much to convince Echo to help her take down Project. Using a powerful key decryptor and a mind tuned for disruption, Echo can always find a way into the code. I'm getting like a ninety, like a like a hacker's like vibe. <laughs> I'm in hack the world, man. <laughs> that'd be great if the VO in that skin was like that. Uh, that'd be nice. Right, I would love that. Yeah, I don't think he has any specific quotes for that, unfortunately. No, I'm sure it's just a filter. Yeah, those are the AUs, and I think the the last thing that I had any notes on was quotes. So <laughs> if anyone had any other things they wanted to kind of talk about before that. Not really. Um, I, I mean, uh, I was going to mention the voice actor, which I guess we'll get into with the quotes. Um, I, I don't know if it is relevant here, but I also know there's the Convergence uh, trailer that got dropped a while back for from Riot Forge. Go on. Oh, really? Is that? Oh, uh, I well, I'm in the same vein as like how Ruin King is, you know, one of the Riot Forge side games. Convergence, I think, is also going to be um, another side game project that they put out starring Echo. And uh, I guess the important thing to catch from it is that the voiceover waffles through that. It's like a minute long little, little teaser uh, waffles between current Echo and a much older voice so one would assume that we might get to see some future echo sh- time shenanigans oh i have no idea how but this is literally the first time i'm hearing about this yes. <laughs> live reaction from john on the- uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's convergence is the i think is the title that they're going with um and it's got the same subtitle like a league of legends story that they did with like ruin king uh so who knows what i don't know Damn, if there's I even a release date out. So mm. we keep saying that we're going to have to have like revisit episodes, but we just, we haven't gotten there yet. That hasn't happened yet, but I imagine yeah. it will one day. Yeah. And also, you know, upon reflection, doing the champions in alphabetical order instead of by release date, probably not the best scalable since new ones are getting released all the time. But you know what? Nah. We'll fucking cross that bridge when we get to it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we, we still haven't hit it yet. We Gwen hit Gwen close. close. <laughs> That's true. Gwen, Gwen Close. Close. Gwen. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> we have a very young audience, but I hopefully they know who Gwen Close is. <laughs> That's good. I want a Glenn Close Glenn skin now. Also, fuck Glenn. We we basically we basically have. Did uh, I call her Glenn like, Close? Glenn Close. Jesus, I'm done. We, we I basically to to have one already, though, with the uh, Wicked LeBlanc. No, oh yeah, that's that's clearly that's clearly her from <laughs> clearly her from 101 Dalmatians. You're fucking right. That's great. I learned. Well, you learned there was a Convergence trailer, and I learned there's a Glenn Close. Trailer, so everyone's learning shit today. Fuck. All right. All right, we've really gone off the rails, so... A little bit, but... Let me those quotes. Here are yeah. some fun quotes that I like from Echo. He's got a few champion-specific ones. For the record, I like so many Echo quotes. I could not pull all of them, but just reading through his quotes, I love so many of them. But we were talking the other week about his interaction with Mundo, and he does have a Mundo-specific quote <laughs> where he just says, Go where you want, Mundo. Outside of Zaw. <laughs> They're not on good terms, apparently. He did not appreciate his doctoring at the hands of Mundo. Uh, He's got one. He's 
It's got one with Garen. He has two with Garen, actually. One of them, he says, Hey, Garen, shouted any good names lately? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got another one where he just says, <laughs> you know, like Garen says to Moss. I, I like how they have yeah specific things like this, and it makes sense for the you know for the context of the game. But you know, in the lore, how the hell would Echo know who Garen is? <laughs> I mean, he's probably you know he's a big name for himself. Maybe I guess. they get news yeah, there probably. over the hex tech telly. <laughs> the hex tell, hex yeah. telly. <laughs> uh, also, this. I, it's not necessarily this quote that's interesting as much as uh, a bit of what I'm now considering canon information about Echo. He's got a quote to Twitch that says, I lost a pet rat once. Is that you, Mr. Tails? So confirmed, Echo had a pet <laughs> rat named Mr. Tails. <laughs> I also like the idea that this is Mr. Tails. Something has gone awry. Right? We haven't gotten to Twitch's lore yet, but yeah. we're going to skip it because we have it right here. It's Mr. Tails. <laughs> he got into some weird Zon goo. <laughs> it's going to be straight up Ninja Turtles 2 bullshit. <laughs> uh, he's got a quote for Velkaz. I'll poke your eye out. Aaron, head out? Face off? How do you even work? <laughs> Geometry Tentacle Boy. That's how he works. Geometry Tentacle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a few angry quotes towards Vi. Of course. <laughs> hey, sellout. You forgot your roots, Vi. You used to be cool. Aww. Which, for the record, is also the quote he says if you ban him in-game. <laughs> you used to be cool. <laughs> I don't think I've ever banned Echo, shockingly. Now I want to, just to hear that. Uh, he was also from the from the era where everyone obviously gets a ton of unique quotes depending on what items they buy. Uh, the one that I like specifically was the Hextech Gunblade. Put a gun on a sword. Typical Piltover brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> I like my favorite Echo quote is when you do, what is it his dance? And he goes, wow, wow, wow. He just plays the air guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, our friend Mike plays Echo and spams that every time. <laughs> and then uh, I just have four quotes here that are just kind of Echo vibes. Just sure. Like, I fucking love them. Yeah. Things aren't going to improve themselves. Doubt me. I love that. Oh, shit. Progress doesn't belong to one city. I'd rather make mistakes than make nothing at all. You made him sound so serious. I mean, I know he's got a pretty serious backstory, but he's still a teenager. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's... it's... Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this has gone on my echo quotes. forever. Uh, does anyone have any final echo thoughts? I hope we get a bit more. I would like progress on his story. I would love more. I will say I'm happy with what I have, too. Yeah. I only want more because I like what we have so much. This is like the exact opposite of Diana for me. Yes. Oh, I want a continuation. Mm. It's not like I want more backstory. I want more going forward, mm. which I know it's hard for Echo, yeah. but... Which apparently we're going to get in <laughs> Convergence if he's old. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, the, the the whole timeline thing is a lot of fun. It seems fun that they're going to play with that some. Um, real quick, the voice actor is Anthony Del Rio, just to throw that credit out there. Mm. And yeah, that was the one big thing that I that I also have in my notes from wanting is just to see where he goes next. And yeah. I think him him leaving Zon would be a pretty pivotal thing. So there, I'm curious what would have to happen to to take him out of there. Like 
maybe he goes looking for Zillion as like a that's the apprenticeship that he ends up applying for. You know, <laughs> they've got similar interests, but something would have to happen with the parents, and I would be a little reticent to see him get orphaned. So I'd be curious to see how they <laughs> would handle that. I think it, it one thing that might make him leave Zon is if it was something that could potentially help him uh, help Zon uh, when yeah. he goes back later. He would leave with the intention of coming back uh, with something that would help him, you know, raise Zon up. So yeah, man, I feel yeah. like he's such in my mind now, such a pivotal part of Zon, and like specifically like. <laughs> children in Zahn yeah. almost that I feel like if he's not an arcane I'm just going to be so disappointed but I <laughs> but I feel mm. like he's not I mean I, I feel like he's not going to be featured because he wasn't featured in any of the trailers but man I just mm. it'll be so weird without him now <laughs> yeah yeah well I think that's it's interesting because I know he's got a quote with Jinx where he says he, he used to have a crush on her um, <laughs> I was curious how Echo felt about before Jinx. she started talking to her gun before she, yeah <laughs> so I guess it's a, it's a question of like I guess I don't not quite know how old Jinx is versus how old Echo is if they would have mm. been young, like young kids around the same time or if they would have met each other much later, like as they are now. Yeah. Who knows? Hmm. Hopefully we'll find out. Yeah. I would love that story. Yeah. That would be interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, that is Echo. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have a Twitter now. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> uh, the handle is at Loreheads because at League of Loreheads was too long. It wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> so just... At Loreheads. I was hoping it would be a good place for people to, if they want to further the discussion on the champion we're talking about, ask questions, yell at us for what we got wrong. I'll be posting the episodes there as well uh, if you want to have discussions there. Yeah. And I know we have, uh, if, if you weren't aware, we also cross-post all of these onto YouTube. Yes. Um, I know we have some some discussions there as well so yes um not as many people listen on youtube but they jump down on the comments sometimes and and talk and we'll always respond to comments that's just league of lore heads on youtube the same so yeah those are things that exist <laughs> and, <laughs> and join us next week because we are finally going to the shadow isles for the first Ooh, time hey. And, hey i'm really excited because i know nothing about the shadow isles and we get to talk about the spider queen elise <laughs> <laughs>